Canada as the story grows. I'm Brian Patton. Today we welcome Bork Nagar guitarist Oystein Brun to the podcast. Bork Nagar released Fall last Friday on Century of Media Records. Oystein talks about how doing press has changed over his 30-year career, the rise of the Norwegian metal scene, how the album artwork influenced the album title, how trying to tour stateside has changed, and more. We mentioned at the beginning of this episode how hard it is to keep 30 years of being a band to a 30-minute podcast, and in trying to be respectful of Oystein's time and whatever media outlet was talking to him after me, this isn't an extensive interview, but I think we have a cool conversation that touches on some themes that aren't normally covered in music podcasting interviews. So I hope you enjoy this chat. If you do enjoy this chat and think a friend would dig it, go ahead and share it with them. Word of mouth and sharing what you love is the best way to support and help grow the show. Last week on Patreon, I shared a new episode of Albums That Matter about Zeos Where Blood and Fire Bring Rest. $3 a month gets you access to the Albums That Matter podcast, the After Dark podcast, and more. A link is in the show notes as well as links to the newsletter and the podcast Discord server. Come hang out. Enjoy today's chat with Oystein Brun of Borknagar. Yeah, it's not easy always to keep this uh, thirty minutes. Uh, oh yeah, you know slots. So um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. I had to step away. The dog was going crazy, so I was like, "All right." <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. How's it going? Just busy doing press. Yeah, it's it's quite. Uh, yeah, it is uh, today. It's like well, I think I have six like six interviews on a row, oh, and every shit. interview is thirty minutes. So I try to you know it's it's uh, it's it's not always easy. But it's cool though. I mean, it's 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 fun though because you know the response have been so great and all that stuff. So it's 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 really cool. But yeah. um, it's intense at times. Yeah, yeah. Has it changed a lot? The from like when the band started releasing albums to now, like the press process, like how much has that changed and shifted? Yeah, you know, that is kind of interesting thing, and, and cool that you actually ask about that because that you know, I've been doing this for 30 years, yeah. So I remember back in the day, um, I mean, the very first album that was kind of yeah, we did some interviews, I guess, but I remember when we signed to Sinti Media and did Old Nomain, for example, yeah. I, at that time, we used fa fax machine. I had a fax Punch. machine, you know. That was before the, you know, at least before the, the you know, functioning uh, internet was going. So, and I remember I got the faxes from Centimedia. It was like, like 200 interviews or something like that with all sorts of underground magazines. And, you know, <laughs> then I had to call with my landline, which costed a fortune back then. So I remember oh, I had an invoice Centimedia afterwards for a lot of money, you know, because I was doing a lot of, you know, yeah. <laughs> to the US and to Europe and stuff like that. that was that was expensive back in the yeah. day you know? 
So, so um, nowadays it's it's still a lot of it I use, but of course everything is way more easy now. We can yeah. hear and talk, you know. Yeah. And and uh, and but it's not that much. I mean, it's not like two hundred and fifty interviews anymore. Yeah. Uh, it's more like like you know hundred or you know something like that. So it seems like there is not that much underground mm-hmm. magazines anymore. Maybe or maybe they are not interested anymore in us. I don't. Yeah. Know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The whole landscape has changed. I remember I just wrote about this last week, like going to a bookstore to read a magazine and then going and buying a CD because of an interview I read. And it's like, that doesn't exist anymore. No, it's it's true. I mean, life in that in that regard, things have changed a lot. You know, the yeah. whole thing of being a musician now is it's so it's it's so completely you know, different now than yeah. when we started out. I mean, even the recording process. I mean, back in the, the days, we even, I think, yeah, till I guess till the, including Quintessence for four albums, everything was recorded on tape. You know, back yeah. you know there was no possibilities of of doing kind of editation on the drums in in the Cubase or you know whatever Pro Tools and, you know, it was a completely different setup back then. Yeah. Uh technology wise and yeah, otherwise and you know you know it's it's has changed a lot, but uh improved on a lot of things. I'll yeah. Yeah, it's a different world. It's and it's of course much easier in, in many regards. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it makes touring a whole lot easier too. And it's like you go to a new place and you just can pull it up on your phone and you're not getting lost. <laughs> Yeah, I can call home to my wife without getting afraid, right. you know, to to <laughs> having to pay like this uh, crazy bill when I get back home and stuff. So that's uh, yeah, there's a lot yeah. of things about it that it makes it way more easy to be a musician these days. Yeah. Definitely, yeah. yeah. Just as a person traveling, like me and my wife go to Europe, and it's like we can see our kids every day. Whereas, like when my parents went away, it's like, well, we'll see you in two weeks, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Good time. Yeah, let's talk about uh, the band. How the band get started? Yeah, I don't, you know, almost not, don't remember anymore. <laughs> well, I, you know, I I've been doing, I've been doing, been very kind of into music for for my whole life. Basically, my father was, uh, he had a huge collection of LPs when I was a kid, uh, as far as I can remember, and. He was listening every, you know, every chance he had a huge speakers in the living room. I remember I played Pink Floyd and all sorts of, you know, music from the set, Uriah Heat and Led Zeppelin and all the whole thing. And so I grown up in a home where we kind of we 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 love music, but none of in my, none in my family at that time was like active playing music mm-hmm. in any way. Actually, nobody. But uh, but I came to a point, I guess, when I was 14, 15, that yeah, I found this, yeah, I want to play guitar. I, you know, I this is something I want to try, you know. And I guess I got my first guitar like 15, 16 years old. And, and yeah, since then, <laughs> I've been <laughs> doing music, basically. Uh, it started, I, I started out with a death metal band, um, kind of brutal death metal, kind of in the way of incantation and that kind of style back in the 89 90 i think we started we did a couple of demos and a few one album and one ep and then we we came to a point in the early 90s where you know we was all reaching the age of like 80 90 and some some of the guys in the band at that time they had to go to military service some of the, the other guy had to go to 
uh, some education stuff in Australia, I remember. Mm. So then I was like, no, I'm okay. I'm, I'm done with this. You know, I have to do something new. And I've always been very kind of um, into, yeah, atmospheric music, this, this music that has this little bit old uh, analog vibe to it, this kind of typical, you know, 70s prog and Uriah Heep and, you know, all that stuff. So when I started to play around with ideas about this new band, um, yeah, I, I had this, I got this kind of idea that I wanted to make a musical entity that is is beyond everything, in a, you know, in a sense, that is, is, is above or, you know, aside from everything else. Um, I wanted to make my own musical bubble, in a sense. Um, um, and, and, yeah, that's basically it. And then at some point, I remember, I think it was a summer, 94, 93 or 94 or something like that. I met the drummer of, of you know, at that time he played in Immortal, Eric. And we was hanging around on the same, it was actually a record shop. And we was like, I remember we was just sitting around and drinking coffee or something like that and listening to music. And then we just talked about, yeah, maybe I have some riffs, maybe you should try. And at that point, I already had a logo and I had the IDs and I had some scratches and some riffs and stuff like that. And, you know, at that time, there was no kind of, the digital age hadn't reached us yet. So everything was, I had kind of imprinted in my brain. I was, you know, I had all the songs in my head. And so I was kind of old school that way, that everything that I had, you know, all the riffs I've been playing, I, I had all this, you know, stored in my head in a yeah. sense. I can't do that anymore. In, in <laughs> way. And then we started to rehearse. He had, a, he had a, a rehearsal room with another band at that time. I don't think that was Immortal, but uh, another band. And, and yeah, that's it basically we did uh, we did start to rehearse and made some songs and yeah yeah and then the ball started to roll basically <laughs> yeah yeah i don't know a whole lot about like the norway scene like you know burzum and like the black metal shit but like what was it like for you in your experience was it a, a big welcoming metal community yeah, I, I mean, I can remember back in the early 90s, before all these church burnings and all this basically, you know, ultimately crimin criminality. Um, yeah. You know, back in those days, in the early 90s, the scene in Bergen was really small. I mean, there was com some fractions. I mean, there was a bunch of guys in my area. There was a bunch of guys in, on another, on other side of the city. And you had immortal guys, uh, which was like on the opposite side of the, the city from me, for example. And you know, we had a few pubs where we hang used to hang out and drink and listen to metal and stuff like that. And it was like tight little community, I would say. But of course, we was young at that point. There was testosterone, you know, and there was all, you know, all that comes with being 18, 19 and drinking a little bit too much and stuff like that. <laughs> but there was a really cool drive it was really inspiring inspiring in a sense and of course when it, all the church burning started and then, then you know the the media hysteria came and all that stuff that was you know that was like i don't know it was i think everybody was a little bit shell-shocked back then because we didn't you know expect that kind of 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 focus from mm -hmm everybody basically and and you know it was so much especially in norway and probably also abroad but in norway there was every day for a long period of time you know um front page on the newspaper every newspaper and there was interviews with all kinds of people that you know these are satanists and there was so kind so many kind of weird stories going on <laughs> and so much mystery and stuff and 
you know, for us being in this scene, the include, I was never a part of this criminal thing. I, you know, I was never into this metal scene because of criminality. I was yeah. into it solely because of the music. So I was never, you know, in the picture there. But, but that was a little bit on the outside. Maybe I, at that time I was a bit younger than some of the guys. I was like seventeen, and you know, uh, Varg Vikernes, he was like 10, twenty at that time or something <laughs> like that. So. But but uh, but uh, it was kind of crazy, and and when the dust kind of started to settle um, after the the whole media you know craziness going on, uh, you know the whole scene started to get some fame, you know. But yeah. we were the same people basically, and all of a sudden we came, you know, a lot of what we call back then black packers that you know uh, not backpackers but black packers they came to the city you know to take picture and all of a sudden i was like 19 years old going to to the town to get a beer and all of a sudden there was a german hey i want a picture of you Oystein. i was like do you know my name what the fuck you know <laughs> so all of a sudden and then you know how all the all this thing with you know the whole business music business came into the yeah. picture you know the big record company all of a sudden i remember it was on evening and then my my phone chimed of all you know I don't know why or I know why now but but you know at that point I was like what and that was the the CEO of Century Media calling me hey this is Robert Kahn from Century Media I want to sign you I was like okay <laughs> <laughs> so so you know no, after this media thing and all that stuff everything happened very fast in a way mm -hmm. um, and and I think that we all was very young at that age you know and we wasn't I. Looking back now in hindsight, I don't think, you know, that we was uh, mentally prepared for it, to be honest, in, in the very beginning, because it, it got a little bit out of hand, the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It got big, you know, it was a big yeah. thing. You guys released True North September of 2019. Not long after that, everything shuts down in the world for COVID. Because you've been doing the band so long, was there a point where you were like, okay, maybe this is the end and it's over? Nah, you know, for us, it was quite rough, brutal, the whole thing, because, you know, we was planning. We had just released True North, and um, and we was planning and had spent a lot of money and time rehearsing and, you know, lawyers to and, and work visa and you know all that stuff we need to to make this possible we were supposed to go on a u.s tour with the rotten christ and then it was supposed to do a bunch of european festivals and then a true north european tour we were supposed we had planned and rigged and everything was prepared we were supposed to go you know to to um, eastern europe in, in greece and turkey and stuff like that and we was also I even supposed to go to Australia and Japan and, and things, you know, well, kind of world tour. But, you know, I think, you know, everything shut down on Thursday and we were supposed to fly out on a Tuesday, Tuesday after. No bad. So basically just a few days before we had had, you know, we did our last rehearsals. Everything was ready. Our suitcases was packed up and guitars was tuned and everything was <laughs> good to go. I remember one morning I kind of just waked up um, with a message, a message, a message from our manager, 
and I was he just sent me the picture of the front page of New York Times or something like that. And I was like, picture of Trump, USA is closed. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh fuck. <laughs> yeah. That was that was you know it took us a couple of days to shake this off and you know yeah. what what's next and what's happening and how for how long and you know nobody did know at that time and, yeah. and we tried to cope with it the best we could of course but uh, yeah it it wasn't it was it was tough we lost shitloads of money and all that and everybody did done and it was kind of a was a crazy situation but but we kind of we landed on both feet I would say and and. Uh, yeah, got out, <laughs> got through it in, in yeah. some way. New album is called Fall. Where'd the title and inspiration come from? You know, for me, title is, is always the last piece of the puzzle. I mean, after, even after we did the band photos almost, we, we <laughs> nailed the, the, the and the, nailed the, the album title. So it's 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 um and to me that's kind of important because a, a title should kind of has different layers mm-hmm. and, and it should also kind of in a way, be a, a, a spearhead of, of the album, you know, visually, musically, and lyrically, in a sense. So, so um, fall is basically it's actually this time around it's it's kind of interesting story because we we, we worked with with Elrond Cantor on the cover. He did the painting, a beautiful painting, and and when I got to first see it the first, we we wasn't really settled on the album title as usual, as you know, last piece of the puzzle and stuff. But when I saw the cover, it was like, yeah, it's going to be called Fall. That's just, you know, <laughs> that was the final piece of the puzzle. And, you know, that kind of, it kind of refers to waterfall, you know, as, a, as falling water. And yeah. we all know that falling water by, by in the nature, by like, like by default, is one of the most stronger, strongest forces we have. You know, falling water over time can, you know, grind out the stone, rocks and stones and everything. And eventually at some point, according to scientists, you know, the whole planet will be sand instead of rocks. And, you know, so that's one kind of layer to it. The other layer is the fall of man, basically. We are living in times now that is for real, like for real, real. Uh, threatening to us and i'm yeah. kind of maybe thinking about you know the env- environmental change the yeah. crisis we are facing that mm-hmm. is so real and we feel it yeah. i don't know how about you and you know the rest of the world but in the place where i live it has changed so drastically the whole behavior of the nature yeah it's 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 a different place i'm, I'm grown up on this place actually and it's a it's not a completely different but there is so many kind of what can I say, mechanism or dynamics in the nature that have changed the past 20 years. It's yeah. crazy. It's crazy. So that is a real threat. And also, of course, you have this idea that we have been, re- you know, having in the scope f- throughout the whole career, basically, this this fall of season, you know, the, the you know, summer and the near fall, and this, this change of season, you know, that kind of, to me, symbolizes uh, again, being a Norwegian, you know, having, you know, growing up in a, a Norwegian kind of hemisphere, it's like 
back only 100 years ago on this very place. I have my forefather was living here and it was really tough. Every second child died of pneumonia through the winter um, just 100 years ago because, you know, the, the winter was so rough. There was a real struggle to just have enough food to be able to, you know, have enough food the whole winter and stuff like that. So, so yeah, it kind of also, you know, resembled this, this fight uh, we all have to endure in different ways in, in life, you know, to to, to, yeah. to to survive. So you can say that, you know, the initial thematics of this album is there is not really anything new under the sun uh, in regards to our concept and our yeah. musical expression, but it's a bit different approach to it. It's a very different scope on it, I would say. And it kind of deals with this this everlasting struggle of, of being alive, yeah. fight like this you know the 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 spark of life you know and, and all that sort of thing and maybe also a little bit this all these these kind of things beings places all these things that happens in the outskirts of the, the world or our existence that we don't really bother about we don't care about we don't see too much because we live in safe cities or safe communities but it's so important for our our existence Let's say the North Pole melts down and the South Pole melts down. Huge parts of the European continent will be gone forever. You mm -hmm. know? So, so we are kind of, we are, um, you know, the, the forefront of our existence is kind of a little bit of the idea behind, you know, this fight that happens yeah. around us all the time in order to, for us to kind of have a safe, somehow a safe, good life in, in civilization and stuff. So, yeah, yeah. it's complicated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Album's out the end of February. What's the uh, rest of this year look like, or like I don't know the immediate like spring summer months? You guys hitting the road? You have tour plans? Shitloads of traveling, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, we are doing we are doing quite some festivals in Europe over the the summer season, and then late summer we're going on a European tour with a quite famous band. I can't reveal who it is yet because it's not official but we are working on it yeah. and uh, yeah we have uh, yeah we also have some vague ideas about getting back to the u.s at some point i don't know when exactly but uh, but there is a lot of people that wants us back and we want go to come back to the u.s and stuff but it's a bit of an ordeal you know with yeah working visas and lawyers and social security numbers and whatnot uh, it's 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 complicated but uh, we will definitely try to get back to the u.s at yeah at some point yeah not to this future i hope yeah i've talked to some people who are just like yeah trying to get visas to complete the u.s is a pain in the ass <laughs> yeah sometimes it is actually and, and especially after uh, yeah happens so much there is you know the the whole system now is I remember the first time we toured in the US, 99, it was, maybe I, I'm I'm remembering entirely wrong now, but I, I, I have a notion that back then it was kind of easier. I remember <laughs> the, record, the record company, Century Media, fixed everything for us. I think we just got, you know, by UPS or something, just deliver everything. Here, here is your tickets. Just go to the airport and, you know, come to the US. But nowadays, you know, it's so everything is digital. We have to go on this page on the U.S. embassy page and applications, and it also doesn't or not always work. And yeah. costs a lot of money, and 
so on and so forth. And then I have to go to Oslo and visit the U.S. Embassy. And one more again, tell them that I'm a nice guy. I don't, I'm don't. i not intending to do anything wrong in the U.S. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no. So it's, it's, it's a bit, uh, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a steep hill to climb, but, uh, but it, sh- it should be okay. listening to as the story grows our intro music was written and composed by jeremy hunt the as the story grows theme is by bob nana if you like what you hear subscribe wherever you get your podcast and give us a rating and review if you'd like to support the show financially you can join us at patreon.com slash as the story grows be a part of our community and join the ongoing conversation over on discord if you enjoy this episode share it on social media with your friends much appreciated, and thanks for listening. I never felt so young and-